when God begins to move you from where you are to where he's taking you, there is a sense or feeling of a, as I said, an emotional instability. I'm going to move the mic closer so I can lean back. Kind of lean back in my chair. There you go. And it it feels like everything around you is upended. Um, whether if you were happy where you were or not, still the move is challenging. It shakes you, right? And I've been looking at where God begins to change us. And we see these stories in the Bible where, you know, Abraham was here and God told him to go there or or God told Israel after so many years with Joshua and Caleb, get and go to the city. I'm going to show you, you know, and these stories where he told me, I'm going to send you to a land where the maker and build is God. And you think everybody's like, yay, we go into a city. And it's like, okay, but so what do we do with this city, right? <laughs> like this city right here that we're living in, what do we do with the land? I remember when <laughs> Lindsay had to move apartments and she was moving across the street and like her whole world was like, ah, ah. and it's like, uh, but that's what happens when you move. That's what happens when God moves. Um, you, the familiar is being taken from you and what's being introduced is, providence sometimes or, or or the new destination and it's supposed to be weird and it's supposed to be strange and it's supposed to be different because you've never been there you don't know it it's unfamiliar i have been thrust into situations now as you guys know in terms of business in terms of structure in terms of my whole life but just keeping it on the business side where God is asking me to go after a deal that, you know, I know you love to hear the little stories, but my God, it's like this one deal we're talking about, they're telling me, well, you know, you got to come up with a million to a million half dollars of down payment. I'm like, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> good luck with that, right? But I have to say to God, okay, God, you got me in front of these people and you're representing me in front of these people. Like, like I'm Big Willie and I'm I'm medium sized Willie, right? I'm not, you know, I'm not I'm not here for this yet. Um, I want to encourage you that no move of God comes without a, a moment of upset or discomfort or rearrangement. And when I say upset, I know I'm not saying you got to suffer and you got to go through hell and God's going to put you through hell. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is your own natural man is going to put you through hell. Your own logic, your own reasoning, your own comfort, your own way of looking at life is going to put you to a place of discomfort. It just will because you're asking God to move you to something that he knows, but you don't. I heard Miles Monroe say this, and I, this is not the message for today, but I just want to kind of give an encouragement. I heard Miles Monroe say, God never tells you the end or how it's going to go. He tells you the end, but he doesn't tell you how it's going to go. Because if he knew, if you knew how it was going to go, you'd be like, yeah, I'm out. I'm not doing this. Haven't you seen that? He said, I'm not doing this. He said, like, if he said to Joseph, oh, you're going to want to run in Egypt and be in the richest man in Egypt. But your brother's going to throw you in the pit and you're going to go to jail and part of his wife is going to commit, you know, accuse you of trying to molest her and all this kind of stuff. He'll be like, yeah, I'm just going to stay here with dad with my different color coat and I will be good. Like, I'm not I'm not doing that. The average person is not going to step into the realm 
of what it takes. Why am I saying this to you? <clears throat> and if this winds up being the message, so be it. You're asking God for great things. Well, then you're asking God for great change. And if you're asking God for great change, then you're asking your whole world to be upset and challenged. You're asking everything you know and comfortable with to be taken from you while you're being sent to something that you know absolutely nothing about. Who bears witness with what I'm saying here today? And for that moment, it's very uncomfortable. You know, stable markets, unstable markets. I, I remembered um, when fear was just, business was just being thrown at us because of the DEI thing. And I remember when God gave me the revelation, this is going to come to an end. You need to make a change. And Lizzie and I had this conversation about it. <clears throat> and I remember, now, Lindsay, you probably just remember me saying it, so matter of fact. But what you don't know is on the inside of me, I was like, what do you mean it's going to stop? Like, no, we don't know. <laughs> no, that's, you know, I don't even want to share this word. I rebuke it. Like, I don't receive this. <laughs> receive this word uh, that you're going to change everything about my life. I'm picturing Nelly saying God told her to shut the salon down on the 31st of August. And I'm like, well, how you the logical me is going, well, how are you going to eat? How are you going to pay your bills? Like you need to go back <laughs> and double check this word because this guy, I'm not paying your bills. I'm just telling you right now, you better go back to God. You better make sure you heard. Um, like, you know, I'm <laughs> so he's laughing, but it's true. I was like, I'm like, God, you just told me to buy a ring. I know you ain't telling me to pay no bills because that enough. Okay. <laughs> like this is enough stuff. But I, I remember just saying to myself at one point, dude, what's she already going through? Like what's she already going through? This is the only way she's ever eaten for 30 years. What must that be for her to realize that you're leaving to go do something you've never done before? And in the meantime, you don't know where your, your ends are going to come from. And I thank God for the JCMI family that have stepped in and helped and been led by God to sow a blessing. You guys are amazing. Um, and I say that for her and for me because... <laughs> Like I said, I was trying to pay somebody else's bills. It's just I had enough of my own. And I thought about what God is doing for all of you right now. Everybody here that I can see is being challenged in this season out of the comfort of what they knew to a whole comfort, a whole different world, and a whole different life. Everybody on the screen. Am I right? Let me see a hand. Everybody on the screen's life is being seen. Um, and so I know all of you have these moments. You get on here with your beautiful smile and faces, but you have these moments like, what the beep is going on right now in my life, Jesus? Like, where are you, Lord? Like, where are you? Like, <laughs> and he's like, I'm not right here. Like, it don't look like you're right here. Well, because I'm not right here, the right here that you were. I'm in the right here that I'm taking you to. And the right here that I'm taking to you to, you don't know what that looks like yet. So even when I bring you into the land, you don't see that you're blessed yet because you don't understand what's being done. So now that thing that we've been talking about, trust kicks in. It becomes a big, big, strong, 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 strong word. Patience kicks in. What we've been teaching for the past couple of weeks, you know, just 
huh, that stuff comes in faith mixed with patience, which we'll get into, you know, in the messages as we go forward, like, you know, faith mixed with patience, the power twins, those things that challenge and upend you. But when God begins to take you forward, it feels like it looks like you're going backwards. Mm. It, it, think about it. You come from a, a, a comfort of everything you know to being put into a place with a bunch of things you don't know. And even though they may be better things because you don't know them, they look like lesser things. Let me let me let me throw it to you from from a, from an educator's perspective, right? Learning curve. I mean, you know that word. Okay, learning curve meaning you have to be working with something that you feel like a total amateur in. So that once you master that thing and that learning curve that you can do better, but while you're learning it, you're lesser. You're less proficient. You feel less confident. You feel less sure. Who's listening to what I'm saying right now? Your whole world is upended to your emotional self. So God, you, you start saying what Israel said when they were on their way to the promised land. Do you, does anybody remember what they were saying on their way in this journey? It was better when we were slaves. It was better when we were back in Egypt. Remember, they said that. they like, you know, at least we had three hearts in the cot. We knew where food was coming from. It may not have been much, but we knew what was happening. And now you like got to see a roaming around, you know, eating manna and following a cloud by day and a pillow of fire by night. Like we was, we didn't have to follow anything. We knew where we were. And that's the challenge that comes on. And yeah, I, I believe that this is where daddy wants to keep me today. I want to tell you that you have to be encouraged. You have to be patient, but you have to become a proponent of excited about challenge and change. You have, that's going to be called the title of this message today, challenge and change. Amen. You have to be excited about challenge and change. You have to be willing to embrace it with open arms. You have to be willing to say, so if I'm losing everything to gain what you've called me to, then I'm losing everything. The man who finds the pearl of great price, the scripture said, he sold everything he owned, everything he owned to buy that pearl. That's a, that, I don't know if that man was married, but if he was, I'm sure his wife said, wait, we, we're doing what? <laughs> we're selling everything to buy a pearl? I, are you kidding me? Come on, they, picture, picture yourself that man's wife and he comes home and says, okay, I found this pearl. We selling everything, your TV, your Netflix, your, your internet, your cable, your comfortable home, all of the, oh no, that couch don't even sit on that. That's gone. That's out. No, that's my favorite. No, it's out. What the dining room said, we just got, yeah, it's gone. Somebody say everything you own. <clears throat> I just want you to just picture everything you own being gone for a pearl. Mm hmm. See, see, you read them stories in the Bible, but you got to get the picture. Family, friends, people just being moved away, taken away, snatched away. All of a sudden, just the, the, everybody was in agreement with you and was cheering for you when you had that nine to five. But now I'm leaving that to stop my own business. And they looking at you like, wait, you're going to do what? 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 
what about your half of the rent though? Because you said, you said, hey, how you going? Wait, yeah, yeah. God told you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you got an obligation to me. Life is saying to you, you got an obligation to me. You got an obligation to listen to what I'm saying. You got an obligation to do what I'm telling you to do. And you're coming to me saying you got the spiritual revelation that things are different now. And God is taking you to this farming place and taking you to a land whose builder and maker is the Lord. And like, and then try saying that to a bunch of people that don't even believe in your God. I'm learning and I want to kind of bring this home to this. You find out what you believe in the moment. I want to say of trial, but again, being very careful, not the way the churches use the word suffering and pain and cancer and disease. You find it out by trial. What do I mean by trial? Well, you don't know you can play baseball until you get up and you swing the bat. That's trial. And it's trial and error. You don't know. You, you can sing. I don't care how many lessons you do. Until you get up on stage and there's an audience sitting in front of you and you got to open your mouth in front of a bunch of strangers looking at you with that already that look on their face like we ready to boo you. You better be good. I got a whole respect for these people that have the nerve, horrible singers or good singers that go on the Apollo or go on. You know, you're going to be on TV going on a, um, what is that? I say star search showing my age, uh, American Idol or whatever these shows are. And now you got to open your mouth in front of the whole world, a whole bunch of people. And that first note that come out, everybody's already waiting for you to be bad. And you got to prove to them that you're good. Children of God, that's life. The world is sitting there waiting for you to be bad, waiting for you to fail, waiting for you to get it wrong, waiting for you to mess up. And they're waiting. And all you have is what God told you you called to do. That's all you have. You have nothing else. I got nothing else to offer you. This is what I have. Who's, who understands where I am right now? But you have to know. You have to be sure. And you have to have people around you when you're not to encourage you and to let you know. Just keep going, baby. You know, you, you're already out here in deep water. Ain't no sense trying to swim back. You might as well just keep heading forward. You have no choice. And I know everybody on here that I know personally is at that season of their life, that life has turned. Things have changed. The comfort has been removed. Why did God move this? I don't understand this job. I don't understand why this changed. Because you asked for it. You said, God, I want greater things. God, I want bigger things. God, I want better. Things. I believe for all the stuff. I believe them scriptures pastor been reading about taking the, I'm taking the land. And he's like, okay, well, you can't stay in this land and take that land. You got to leave that land to go to the land you're taking. I have you thinking. I have you, I hope I'm encouraging you. We never find out how great we are until we put ourselves to that challenge. We don't, we don't find out and we don't get better until we do it and fail and do it again and fail and do it again. And then it did, it went right and it looked real good and you did it great. And then you did it again and then it failed again. And then you was like, wait a minute, I had it good there. Well, okay. Well, you, you, you got, you, you got the idea, but you're not there yet. 
and then you have to try again and you have to try again and then eventually you get more comfortable with what you do i watch my work ethic now more than i ever have before because i'm realizing it's not about how hard i work but how focused i am on what i'm trying to perfect this is almost kind of turned into a vision builders type meeting meeting but <laughs> i just want to encourage you saints like it's it's to focus on the thing that you're working on not how many things you do and how you know how it looks even to other people in the beginning nobody sees i'm about to say something so, so get ready nobody sees what god showed you nobody sees what god shows you even if you try to explain it to them they only see it from the perspective of what it means to them but nobody sees what god shows you and even if god shows me or like gives me a word and i come to you and it comes from oh my god hallelujah that's a confirmation i still don't see you know how many times you come back to me and say remember when you said this to me i'm like no you remember when you spoke this word to me not at all not at all, because it wasn't for me to see. It was for me to encourage you. So nobody sees what God shows you. That means you got to keep those conversations close and tight with you and God. And you got to make sure that when you go to other people, you don't go for them to confirm what God said. You go to God to confirm what he said and then let God send people to you to confirm. But don't go looking for confirmation from people because people cannot see what God showed you. Who needed this today? Who's this for? Hey, the whole house. I'm going to prophesy over you right now. I'm just going to and pray that your faith is anchored, that who you are is unmovable. I'm going to pray for all of us for the next level of patience and the level of patience that we've never had or seen before on all of us. I want to pray and ask God right now, Lord, that you increase us in our capacity to believe and you increase us in our capacity to trust. I'm going to pray that you teach us in the times that seem lean or disrupted or through the learning curve, that we stay consistent that our faith in you is not moved or measured by the things we see around us, but by what you've promised us. I want to pray for each and every person here and prophesy over each and every one of you right now on this call that your, 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 your vision is fixed and focused on what God has said and that you are strong and solid on your inner man. I believe even if your mind is trying to go to turmoil, that your inner spirit is raising up stronger than your mind and saying to your mind, be quiet, calm down. It's good. I speak for that still small voice within you to get louder right now, louder than the noise around you, louder than what you see on TV, louder than what you're hearing from friends and family, louder than the distractions and the things that people are rising up against you with and accusing you of and calling you this. And you found out this person said that. I pray that that 
peace rises up louder than all of that in us and that we are strong and, and we and we believe father god and we set our eyes toward the hill from whence comes our help that we take our mind and our eyes off the distraction we don't look at the wave and the wind and the waters but we continue to walk on the water towards you we continue to do the impossible as we continue to forge and push forward we are called to greater things and we're stepping into those things and the challenge of stepping into those things have been daunting at times but we've made the decision not to turn back we've made the decision not to faint we've made the decision not to give up but we've also made the decision to be wise in our spirit to be quiet in our heart that we know what we know and we don't move and we stand for Father God, until you tell us different. I pray for each and every person under the sound of my voice right now, in the name of Jesus, to find a fortitude that they never found before. If you don't know what fortitude is, look it up. It's a powerful word. And I speak it over you right now. And I say to you that you shall not be moved. And in the end, the vision will speak and not lie. I know the plans I have for you, say of the Lord, plans for our hope in the future and expected end to bless you and not harm you, to give you that hope, to give you that future, to give you that hope and to give you that future. God, not you, to give you that hope. He wants to give you that hope and that future. That's his plan. And I don't know about you, but I want to be in his plan. The people of God said, Amen and amen. I thank you, Lord, for a word of encouragement today for your people and for myself. Let us go forward and let us not be moved by what's around us. Let us focus. Let us focus on what God is doing. I see God and I talk to you guys, a lot of you regularly. And Sherry, I know God is doing great things right now on you and i know your your brain is like wait this what but god's like no you just stay encouraged because i i i'm going to show you in steps but you got to be still and i hear god saying to people here all the time and he's been saying to me just be still and know that i am god and still is not staying in one place still is to be at rest and peace and quiet in your soul you may be doing a lot of moving that he's telling you to do to get to the destination he's tell, told you to, but the stillness is not in immobility, but it's in peace of heart and spirit and mind. And so I'm encouraging each and every one of you on here today, Esther, Kwame, Liz, all of you, I know you're taking steps into things because I know you. And I know at this moment, it may seem like a drought. Stay focused. Keep your mind quiet so you can hear the spirit of God. Keep your mind quiet so you can hear the spirit of God. And don't fight to hold on to what you know. Be willing to lose it all so that you can get everything he has for you. Be willing to find that pearl of great price in the realm of the spirit and insight and lose everything you have and everything you think you know. Forget about physical stuff. There's a lot of beliefs and traditions and stands and convictions and i feel 
and this is the way he moved before and all of these things that you're holding on to you're holding on to that same verse for 50 years and god's like saying i need you right now to lose everything you have and get this pearl of great price that i want to give you in this season i'm going to show you something i'm going to introduce you to something i'm going to bring you around people that you never thought you would meet and if you go there expecting what you already have or for me to fix what you have, you're going to lose the opportunity because what I'm about to do you with you in this season, Lindsay, in this season of fear is so different from what you're used to that your whole world will be upset if you keep trying to bring your old wine and put it in new wineskins or your new wine and put it in old wineskins. It doesn't work that way. You have to be willing to find that pearl of great price, people all of you, and lose everything you have found comfort, comfort in in this season. Very, very, very important for us that find the pearl. You know, people call good words of wisdom a jewel, a pearl. Yeah, yo, yo, people say to me, but brother, you're dropping jewels on me, right? So when you find that pearl, that jewel of great price in the realm of the spirit, lose all your tradition, lose all your belief, Lose all what you're used to and be ready to step into a realm that everybody's going to probably look at you like you're crazy. God might just put one person around you to encourage you. He might for a season not put anything around you, but his Holy Spirit. But you have to stand firm. That's our responsibility. God handles the rest, saints. But we have to stand firm on what we heard and what we believe and refuse to be moved in Jesus' name people of God said amen you guys I love you I'm excited for you I'm I'm waiting to see the manifestation but as I was seeking God for a word I just kept getting to myself and I know when he gives it to me I'm supposed to give it to you just clear your clear your palate clear your mind be still I need you to see something. I'm taking you to a land, taking you to a land whose maker and builder is God. Think about that. God telling that to Abraham. What does that mean? I mean, you actually came down and built the land yourself. So I'm going to get somewhere and there's going to be something built that you already built. Yeah. But a lot of times in the realm of the spirit, you don't see it in the natural. And you go like, wait, where's this land you said you was building for me? You're standing in it. I don't, I don't see anything. That's the problem. One more example. Gehazi and Elisha. And the troops came to capture Elisha. And they surrounded them. And Gehazi panicked. God, my Lord, what are we going to do? And he said, great are they that are with us they that are with them and i'm sure gehazi said one two and he said lord open his eyes and when his eyes were open he saw the legions of angels that surrounded elisha and him lord open our eyes open our eyes that we see the legion of armies that are in place to fight on our behalf. I'm going to share this with you 
it's Dr. Wise, I know you're here and God is telling me this is for you. I'm going to share this with you. It's for everybody, but God sometimes wants me to speak something specific. When he said, open his eyes, Gehazi was then able to see what God was doing because he can see into the realm. And the troop that surrounded the army that surrounded them was much bigger. We know the story, right? But that symboled nothing until he said, now I'm going to activate that troop that is around me with a God-appointed word. Who never caught that before? Because preachers preach, great as these with them, with us than with them. But then they would have just been there with them. He had to say, Lord, smite them with blindness. He had to come up with a term or a plan from God on how these angels now would execute and what would be done. He had to, you're hearing me? He had to now activate the move of God with the word, smite them with blindness. So that could be blind? No. So they can lead them away, feed them, take care of them, and say, now go back to your king and tell your king, you don't want none of this. <laughs> Let's go back home and let it be known that the God I serve is better than what you're doing. So when God speaks to you and he confirms to you that greater are they that are with you or that the angels watch over you and lift you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone and all these phenomenal, beautiful statements, then you have to activate that by speaking to the mountain. You got to tell the mountain to be moved. It's there. Well, God will remove my mountain. No. He's there to do it. Great are they that are with you than they that are with them. But then it is activated by you speaking specifically by the Holy Spirit to the situation to line up as God has called it to line up. Did I, did I give you something just then? That's a powerful word. What are you speaking to your situation? I know you're speaking about your situation. Ooh, I like that. Put that in my notes. I know you're speaking about your situation, but what are you speaking to your situation? I won't go into details, but when things start to change in my emotional and personal life, I was talking about, you know, and then she did this and it is that, and the kids this and this and that. And God was like, okay, but what are you speaking to the situation? What are you saying going to be? What are you calling to be the solution to it? You're discussing the problem and you're sharing it with me and you're sharing it, but what's the solution that you've decided? What, did, what have you decided shall be the outcome? Great are they that are with you than they that are with them. But what's your order now? What's your instruction? Man, if I never preached anything good to you since you've known me, that was it right there. That was the one. Like right there, that was the one. That that just opened up my spirit. Just, just God, like I remind you while you're preaching. Like, what are you talking to the situation? You're talking about it. Talk to it. Whew, I'm it. That was it. That was it. That was it right there. That was Selah. Stick a pen in it. Made a word that you heard. <laughs> Bring God's blessing to you. Love you, family.